is going to be seen and it's going to be announced that the Hajj season has officially started. People who have already gone, I don't know if they can go. Can they go now? I don't know. But people who are there now, inshallah, preparing to do tawaf and do all of the rites of Hajj. And people who aren't there, who, you know, us, al-fuqara, al-masakeen, who haven't been given the opportunity uh, to be able to go there this time around, inshallah, in the coming years. But this time around, we enjoin in their happiness and in their joy and we make dua, and we make plenty of dhikr, and there is fasting, and there is plenty of ibadat that all joins our hearts and our minds and our spirits all together in one direction. The Prophet said regarding these 10 days of the Hijjah, the first 10 days in the build-up to Eid, that they are the best days of the year. They're the best days of all days. There aren't days that if you were to do righteous deeds in them, they are multiplied way more than any other days in the entire year, even Ramadan. The days of Ramadan don't equate to the days of the first 10 days of the Hijjah. Right? And even one of the Sahaba, he asked the Prophet when he said this statement, even if one goes out, jihad fi sabilillah, fights in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know how great the status is of a person who goes out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to defend the honor of the Muslims to defend the rights of the Muslims and who dies in that way. The Prophet said even this person who goes out is not equate, does not equate to the person who does righteous deeds in these first 10 days, except the one who goes and dies in that way, dies in that state. He's still, he's got a station above. So uh, from that, we can tell, we can see uh, the importance of these 10 days. Now, obviously, we're in the Euros right now. Everybody, everybody's watching the Euros. It's coming home, guys. It's coming home. Anybody who says that it's not coming home, bring them to me. <laughs> the point is, everybody's on the Euros. Everybody's watching it. The whole thing is about uh, football and this atmosphere that it is generated. And you see everybody uh, saying the same things, doing the same things. They're singing like uh, all these songs after the match. It was like a sweet Caroline song that they were singing. And football's coming home. They sing and they sing in unison. And the atmosphere is amazing. And anybody that's within in that atmosphere is just taken by it. And your heart trembles when you see it all and you hear it all. And you're like, subhanAllah, this is amazing. And then you start singing it as well and you go along with the, with the show. Right? Because it has that power. The power of this group uh, thought. This unified thought. This unified direction. There is power in unity when people do things together. And that made me think, what do we have? And my previous khutbah last week was about... Uh, how Islam brings us together in a more powerful way and in a more permanent way whilst football brings you together for that one elative joyous moment of euphoria when uh, you know England score a goal and they win the match and then suddenly everyone's all excited and stuff but it's only for that moment and that moment alone it's only for the time when the tournament is going on as soon as the finals are over mm, it dies out it goes away especially if we lose so I spoke about that last week but this week I'll mention something specific that atmosphere that is generated in a football match where everybody's singing the same anthems and chanting the same songs the Prophet has encouraged us, in fact ordained for us prescribed for us to recite all together something else entirely and that is say copiously in these 10 days at-takbir wa-tahleel wa-tasbih right? Praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, granting us Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> At-takbir. Wa-tahleel, la ilaha illallah, Muhammad rasulullah. And uh, at-tasbih, or at-tahmeed. Right? Uh, depending on the riwayah. 
But again, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these days, these next 10 days that are coming up, inshallah, I think it's going to be Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. These next days that are coming up, we are going to be doing things all in unison together. And we are going to be chanting things in unison together. It's going to create an atmosphere similar to the atmosphere that you feel at a football match. Only this isn't a football game that you're chanting at people entertaining you. This is something that you are reciting. This is something that you are pronouncing on your tongue that is manifested in your heart and you are doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is an act of worship. It is bringing you together upon the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? That is the wa'atasimu bihabdillahi jami'a, the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is his dhikr. His remembrance. So we are joining all our hearts together in a time of elation and joy and jubilation. We are so happy that Hajj is here. It is a time to rejoice. It is a time to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The best day, the day of Arafah is going to be there where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sees all of His creation and He sees all of those who believe and He takes those who believe and He takes them out of their destiny if they are destined for Jahannam and puts them into Jannah. What a great day! What a great day! What a joyous day! If no one's going to rejoice about that, I don't know what they're going to rejoice about. But... Unfortunately, we as Muslims today in the 21st century, we are so far away from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. We are so far away in terms of our Iman from where it's supposed to be. We are so far away from the teachings of the Prophet and his way of life. We like to convince ourselves that we do have some Sunnah in us. But the Sunnahs that we have are just remedial. They're there to show others. Ya Allah, I'm, mashallah, religious. You can see it on me. I have a beard. I have a thobe. I pray in the masjid. Oh, look at me. But there's so many other Sunnahs. So many other Sunnahs. That we neglect. And we know we neglect, but we neglect that we neglect them. And because of this, because of this distance we have from Allah and His Messenger, when it comes to rejoicing in these occasions, we're embarrassed to do so. So when these next days come, we're supposed to be saying takbir and tahmeed, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, especially in the ayam al tashriq, right? Everyone does it really quietly. Right? Wait for the imam to start. After salah, right? Because after every salah, ayyam al-tashriq, we say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, illallah, alhamd. And we say that, you know, three times or five times or however many times after salah. After salah, everyone sits there quietly. If someone else starts, they'll do it. <laughs> but I'm not going to be the first one to say it. Why? Why is this? Why are we embarrassed? Why are we so shy to praise Allah and to aggrandize Allah? So because of that distance, we no longer rejoice in these times that we're supposed to rejoice in. And so what happens is, for our youngsters especially, and I know when, I'm when I was growing up, I experienced the same thing. I find, or they find, rejoicement and joy and jubilation in football and these sorts of procession and ceremonious occasions. And they don't find any joy in Hajj anymore. Because their elders are just as embarrassed to say, La ilaha illallah, when they're walking out on the street. When they're coming to the masjid, after their salah. Well, they'll do it in the masjid when everyone else is doing it, but as soon as they go home, uh, there's no takbir and no tahmeed and no tahleel. The distance, brothers and sisters, the distance, it's real. So let us take this as an opportunity to regain that confidence in ourselves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the best days. The best 10 days ever to, uh, for us to go through in terms of our time frames in our lives. There's a time of fasting. So we fast in these days, just like we do in Ramadan. There's a time of reciting Quran. Just like we do in Ramadan. It's a time of doing copious dhikr, just like we do in Ramadan. Ramadan is these 10 days. Everything we do in Ramadan, we do it here, but we do it as a nafila, as something extra, something that is not obliged. You don't have to do it, but if you do it, there is a great reward in doing so. But there's something extra in these 10 days that you don't have in Ramadan, which is the hajj itself, the waquf on Arafah. 
the uh, staying over in Muzdalifa, the uh, throwing of the stones at Jamalat. These things you won't find any other time. And whilst it's being done by others, we still rejoice and make dua and pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we, inshallah, although we can't do it this year, one day Allah will give us the tawfiq to complete this fifth pillar. It's a pillar that's holding up our iman. It's a pillar that's holding up our Islam. If we neglect this pillar and we think that it's for other people and we don't need to do it because we don't have the means and Allah, I'm not even going to try the means. I'll try and get the means to go on holiday to like Santorini or some other exotic location, right? But I won't try and find the means to try and go on Hajj. Priorities, brothers, right? Priorities. This is like real. This is the, t- the kind of like things that we're living in right now. So we, are, we should endeavor, inshallah, to try and fulfill this fifth pillar. And we rejoice with the brothers and sisters who have had the ability and the tawfiq and have received the invitation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to visit his house. So inshallah, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for myself. And for everybody else in this room, upstairs, downstairs, listening on, li- uh, on the live stream, to give us the tawfiq to be able to reconnect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these days, to recognize the grandeur and the greatness of these days, and to be able to rejoice all together and praise Him and aggrandize Him, insha'Allah. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'il muslimina fastaghfiruh, innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Wa ba'd, inshallah, there are many things that we can do in these next 10 days, inshallah, that are going to start in a couple of days' time. Uh, let us get in the habit of doing them from today. Right? So we always think that when something's coming up, Ramadan is coming up in a couple of weeks' time, I'll get started with my fasting in Ramadan. The 10 days of the Hijjah are coming up soon, I'll get started when they start. Let's hit the ground running, inshallah. Whatever you want to do in the next 10 days, start now so that when the next day, the 10 days of the Hijjah do start, you already have that consistency. You have habituated yourself to certain acts of worship that are not going to be difficult to continue in those 10 days. One of the main things you can do is send Salat and Salam upon the Prophet This is what you're prescribed to do on the day of Jumu'ah. The, the Prophet he enjoined his Sahaba to do this every Jumu'ah. أَكْثِرُوا مِنَ الصَّلَاةِ وَالسَّلَامِ عَلَيَّ uh, why? Because the Salat and Salam are sent to the Prophet and he sends Salat and Salam back upon you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for every Salat and Salam you send upon the Prophet Allah also sends salutations and prayers upon you, the individual, us as Muslims, Allahu Akbar, me, me, Abdul Faqir, standing on this member, you sitting here in this hall, Allah sends Salat and Salam upon you ten times the amount that you do. إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا The second thing that you can do is dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is an hour in the day of Jumu'ah. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asked, dua is made to him, he doesn't leave the one who makes that dua empty-handed, meaning he responds. We don't know when that hour is, so we hope and pray that it's this hour, so we raise our hands, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the bottom of our heart, with the utmost sincerity and ikhlas, to forgive our sins, to overlook our shortcomings, and to save us from the punishment of the hellfire. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us strength in our iman. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us steadfastness upon the sirat al-mustaqeem. اللهم اهدنا واهدبنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا آتنا من لدنك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي 
يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العلي الجليل يذكركم واشكروه يزدكم ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون واقم الصلاه